another episode of The Brett Bailey Show, where I find inspiring men to share their story, impart their wisdom, and hopefully change your life and the whole masculine culture at large. If you're somebody who wants to be free of their deepest fears, find real emotional freedom, and attract the life of their wildest dreams, then you are listening to the right podcast. So without further ado, let's dive into another episode. Super excited to have you here. Here we dive into, you know, what are really the strategies, the tools, the ways of being, the ideas that can help men live an extraordinary quality of life. Now, it's interesting that I use the word extraordinary quality of life because today's guest, Keegan Bizzle, is all about helping men have extraordinary lives. And I've, I've met him for a very brief time and I can already feel the sense of uh, vibrancy that he preaches on his Instagram. I can feel that in his energy already. I haven't told him that yet. Um, but he helps <laughs> men have vi- vibrant health, clear purpose, and uh, find depth in intimate relationships. So um, you guys know me. You guys know I vibe with that already a lot. And I'm just really excited to dive into another man's journey, um, a guy who clearly vibes, who's clearly doing the work, who clearly embodies what he preaches. And um, I know there's going to be a lot of value on this one. So um, thanks, everybody, for joining. And here we go. Keegan, thank you for coming on. Uh, brother, thank you so much. Um, I'm super stoked to be here and to to just connect and talk and share what I'm really passionate about. Beautiful. Well, I'm happy that you're here. And um, I love to start with that exactly is like, what are you passionate about? What What is the thing that juices you or the few things that juice you? Yeah. So right now I'm, I'm fucking lit up by coaching men through vibrant health, clear purpose and intimate relationships. And the reason why those three vibe so much with me is because when I find when those three are in balance for myself, my life is fucking amazing. I feel like... I am the king of the hill. I feel like I'm the most present in my body and able to take the action and live a life that I truly desire to live. And so that's where it's that's where it's kind of come from is I've I've over time realized that these are things that light me up. These are things that I want to coach and these are very valuable to me and uh that's because they make me feel the most alive. I love that so much. The reason I love that is because I, I, when I hear you speak, I'm hearing like such a strong sense of intuitively feeling what makes you feel aligned. And, you know, cause there's a lot of men's coaches and some of them will be all about health. Some will be about relationships. Some will be about, um, I guess like, um, like the four archetypes, like there's all sorts of ways that men go about this. But I, what I really love there was that vibrant health, clear purpose, and intimate relationships. When these things are aligned, this is what makes you feel the most present, the most alive. Um, that's really mm. powerful. So now I, I'm curious, what led you to this? Because I know that you you had a, a period of struggle of some kind. And I'd love to know what were your most relatable points of struggle you think that most men could relate to? And how did that bring you to finding more purpose in your life? Yeah, great question. I'll touch on the big key points, like you said, that I think most men will relate with. So when I was younger, I had a brother that was a professional football player and there was a lot of sense of uh, my my dad wanting me to be like him. And so there was a lot of um, there's a lot of pressure put on me in my life to be the football player that another another professional football player. And so I went through a lot of my younger um, years aiming for that, aiming to basically please dad and and get my dad's love from playing really good football. And the way I learned that was after a football game, if I played fucking awesome footy 
and I got heaps of kicks and heaps of marks and I played hard, my dad would fully embrace me. He would talk to me heaps. He would light up. And I was like, oh, okay, this is how I get love from yeah. dad. Yeah. And that was really the, 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 the first thing that clicked for me in the last few years um, because I had realized that I was living a lot of my younger years and pretty much up until five years ago based off what other people uh, wanted me to present as or wanted me to show up as uh, kind of like that people-pleasing dynamic whatever they saw was um, the best version of someone, I would be that. I would put the mask on and I would be that so I could uh, be in their favor the most and and be surrounded by people that, um, you know, maybe valued me or wanted me around. And then I felt, I felt worthy. I felt worthy. So there's this big sense of uh, feeling unworthy, especially when I didn't end up playing professional football. And I was always a soft-hearted kid. My mum raised me a lot because my dad was always working. And so I was very soft-hearted. And my dad would always say things like, oh, you know, how come you didn't get into that fight on the football field? And I was always a kid sitting back going, that's stupid. I just want to kick the football. I just want to play. I just want to enjoy myself. And I started to learn then, oh, maybe I'm not tough enough. Maybe I'm a bit of a pussy. And that was the thing that led me to join the army because I, again, felt unworthy and I wanted to strengthen myself up. I wanted to harden the fuck up because that's what, that's what my dad was telling me a man needed to be. And I went through six and a half years of the military. I was a terrible soldier at the start, got, um, got heavily bullied and bastardized, had a pretty shitty experience in the beginning, like the first two years got to a point where I said, fuck it. I'm in this thing for four years at least. I'm going to show up every single day and I'm going to connect with my brothers and I'm going to be there of service and serve the team as much as possible. And by by making that um, mental shift in my mind, I started to train a lot more. I started to pay a lot more attention. I started to sign up for courses that were harder and did my reconnaissance course, did my sniper course, and then I did my sniper team leader course. And I ended up finishing and qualifying as a sniper team leader in my battalion and was one of the highest qualified soldiers there at that time. And, you know, that was going from like a terrible soldier to then an amazing soldier just because I committed to showing up every single day because I was sick of being uh, this this, uh, piece of shit guy, in quotation marks. and, and I could dive into that a lot more, but you know those two lessons around worthiness and things like that uh, and value, valuing myself was kind of how I, I went from younger years feeling unworthy to um, you know do, doing everything for other people to then maybe I need to harden up and be a stronger man to getting through the military, realizing that, wow, I'm still living for other people to transitioning out and then um, yeah, my whole world collapsing and me rebuilding myself and, and understanding that love needed to come from the inside first. And I needed to have my own self-worth and my own self-love yeah. in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's a lot, but such a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. There's so much of that that I can personally relate to. And I'm sure there are a lot of guys as well. And 
I think that's something that is super important to understand as a concept is that the things that we learn to do to get love are usually the masks that we still wear today. Mm. Like it's really important to think about what did the people whose love I crave the most, how did they reward me and how did they punish me? Because whatever those patterns of reward and punishment are creates so many of our coping patterns today that oftentimes are not very healthy. Although I do believe they all have their blessings as well. I really do believe that. And there's usually good things to them, Mm. but they usually have very disempowering um, uh, results in our life. So I'm curious for you, what do you feel like are society's toxic masculinity traits? Like, What do you think that in your personal smaller society, um, it was, you grew up in um, um, London, was it? No, no, no. I grew up in, in Brisbane in Australia. Oh, in Brisbane, that was the accent. Okay, uh, my apologies. So uh, growing up in, in Brisbane, that's like one society. And then think of maybe like Western society as a whole and potentially globally. What do you think are the talk, the most toxic masculinity traits that you think people have accepted as normal? And that's just how it is. But you actually, from a different point of view, maybe perceive as, well, this doesn't really empower men, women, or the world. Hmm. The idea that <laughs> the idea that men have to constantly struggle and um that's yeah that's a pretty big one like a constant provider that only provides ever and the way i like to look at it is like the hero's journey we've got the call then we've got the challenge so they go from the call to the challenge they get called to the challenge and then from the challenge they go to the completion which is the celebration phase most men don't celebrate They just continually jump from the call to the challenge, then back to the call, then back to another challenge, Mm. another call, another challenge, call, challenge, call, challenge, call, challenge. And then they're left thinking like, what the fuck am I doing all this for? I'm tired. I'm miserable. And I don't want to go on this merry-go-round anymore. And it's like, (laughs) who taught us that we just have to suffer and provide all the time? And where's the celebration and the downtime? Oh my God. Oh my God. That's crazy. Like you, you are, you're blowing my mind right now with the hero's journey reference. And like, because that's so present in society, like I'll be, I'll be on a a group coaching call or running an event of some kind. I'll be like, how many men, you know, feel like they feel guilty if they, if they stop working or they take like three days off in a Mm -hmm. row or everybody will raise their hand at, at least at some stage of their life. Right. What? Oh my God, this blows my mind so much. So you mentioned the hero's journey, which is like, would you agree that it's like a, a hard wire? Like it's an archetype, right? Like an arc of the human experience. Would you agree that it's like a, it's a hardwired and archetype that resembles some sort of balance, integration, harmony that when we follow this path and things just sort of work and click, would you agree with that premise? Yes. And I would add that men men find freedom our ultimate desire in three different areas one is purpose second one is community or relationships and the third is a space of no demand so the way i like to think of this is like number one purpose is our work our mission number two community and relationships is a deep connected intimate relationship with a beautiful woman 
or man, whatever it is, having children and being in a community. And then number three, a space of no demand is sitting on the mountaintop and meditating. And men find freedom in all three of these things, but they need to be in balance to create uh, what I believe a, a greater world. And one of my favorite quotes is, what man is a man that does not make the world a better place? And when I think about men's work, that is kind of where I, I sit with that. It's like, what man is a man that is just sitting around, you know, fucking about not not positively impacting the world? And so yeah. we can have men that constantly are just working on number one, getting freedom from number one, which is purpose and mission all the time. Just go, 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 always doing that. But then they lack connection and intimacy with their partners and their community. Yeah. and they never spend any time in a place of no demand where they're sitting with themselves and their own thoughts. Or number two, they spend all the time in community and all the time in intimate relationships. They start to soften a little bit. They never learn how to stand up for themselves as a leader. They never learn how to truly take action. They just become a bit of a sheep in the crowd. Gotcha. Or number three, a lot of men are doing this these days. They sit on the mountaintop and they meditate all day and they're in the spiritual realms and they never come back down to earth. They never actually integrate into society, into the community. Uh, and they never, they never find a deep purpose and drive for life to make this world a better place. Yes. And so you can, we can, we can find freedom in, in all three of those and we can, we can spend all our time in all three of those, but I like to, I like to flow and move between them. And that's kind of, that's kind of how I see a little bit of the hero's journey and what I believe a balanced man looks like. Yes. Beautiful. And I love the way that you broke that up there. That's I've never heard those three before um, in the context of what, what freedom is for man. So thank you for that new distinction. And um, I, I want to ask, I think it's well, a like, David, it's a David, it's probably a David data thing or a David John Wineland thing that they, cool. you know, they just get passed down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I believe it. I mean, hey, that's all, all the stories, right? I mean, that's that's, that's what we're doing here. Um, I, I'm curious, um, what happens when somebody doesn't have that sense of completion or celebration? Going back quickly to the hero's journey, because I really wanted to ask that question. So you said that men go from the call to action to the challenge, and then but they get stuck in that cycle where they just go call to challenge, call to challenge, because they don't take time to celebrate. I would presume because for a multitude of reasons, I'm not worthy enough to celebrate myself. That's just not what men do. Men don't celebrate. Um, there's too much work to get done, whatever the belief might be to not celebrate oneself. Because what I'm hearing you saying is that that's like, that's a cycle of life. Let's say that's a, that's a nice cycle that just it's completion it's wholeness. It's fullness. Mm. What happens when we, when we miss that cycle and we get stuck in the call to challenge cycle, like what, what impact does it have on us uh, emotionally and physically when we, when we miss that celebration or completion in that cycle and just go right back to the call and the challenge. Mm. Yeah, there's many things. I think the most prevalent one is is the feeling of being overwhelmed and completely drained. And the way that that shows up physiologically in our bodies is waking up and it's a grind to get out of bed. And, you know, you're, you're struggling and you're so tired. Your eyes feel incredibly heavy. And you do this two-hour morning routine to try to wake yourself up to get ready for the day. <laughs> this is this is a gripe. This is a gripe of mine. People are like, "What's the best morning routine, and how long should it be?" And I'm like, <laughs> you know, some people spend two hours doing a morning routine. 
to get themselves feeling good. I'm like, why are you band-aiding, band-aiding the, 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 like, you know, feeling good. Yeah. Like what's, what's the core issue here? Why aren't you feeling great when you wake up? Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it leads to, it leads to dead men walking around. That's what it leads to is this, um, this tired, heavy, resentful feeling for life. It's like life is no longer uh, to be celebrated. It's just to struggle and hustle. Yes. And one thing I wanted to add on to that, that I think needs to be mentioned for the men in our society, especially because the majority of the men who listen to this podcast are in their twenties and thirties, that Mm. I think that a lot of men feel the pressure of the hustle culture, Mm -hmm. especially in their twenties and thirties, where until, you know, 40 years ago, nobody gave a fuck if you had a million dollars by your time you're 30. Nobody gave a fuck, but now because of social media and we see Kylie Jenner, she's 21 billionaire, whatever it might be. Now we feel this, this pressure. And I felt this, man, I felt this viscerally, this pressure to feel like I have to grind. And, and, and what I'm seeing is that in this cycle, you're talking about the call, the challenge, and then the celebration. I think one of the, one of the main reasons that men don't celebrate in that cycle is because their expectations are so fucking high. Even if they make a hundred thousand in a year for their, for the first time, well, it wasn't a million. So I, I got to keep yeah. going that cycle until I get to some unrealistic bullshit expectation. Yeah. 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 That man, there's so much, there's so much around attachment to having the thing or being the one that has made it. And mm-hmm. that's where it's almost like we've been taught that um, we're worthy enough when we have this or when we get that job honestly this may sound crazy but i i fantasize a lot around us having this um and i believe it's coming soon this complete economic collapse where we lose all electricity and we have to live off the land and um and basically like fend for ourselves and go back to the way things were 200 300 years ago because (laughs) <laughs> I believe nothing would make me more present than, than doing that and living every single moment to moment, mm-hmm. growing my own food. Um, you know, I live pretty close to a, a national forest, hunting, hunting my own food, being in community and deeply connecting, eating around the dinner table with 20 other people that are on the same mission of survival. And we all value community and love and friendship and, yeah, man, there's just a, there's just a lot around um, people being attached to the idea of something like a millionaire, billionaire, a men's coach, whatever it is, attachment to all of that stuff. And it's really draining, really fucking draining. Yes. yes. Um, I mean, my God, it, it sounds I mean, I can see how it can be very draining, draining for some. I, I also believe that it depends where we're coming from. Like, I think people can be a millionaire and be truly fulfilled mm. and present. They can be a men's coach, be truly fulfilled and present. But something that, that's actually that I've been struggling with has been generally in my life, it's a very general statement, but using the external world to feel things. Mm. And a quote that just is really present for me in the last week, like really there for me, has been everything that I use to feel in the external world, I already have in this moment within myself. Like everything, there couldn't, there's not a single thing in the outside world that I don't have that I couldn't feel right now in my within myself. Like it's already here. 
And just that like really intense reminder has gotten me to pause a, a hell of a lot more, mm. and, like really mm. slow myself down and try to find some stillness. Because if I don't, man, I can easily work a full day. You know, I can easily, you know, not take an hour to rest or to go for a walk. I can easily kind of just forget and push myself, even though I've had so much experience doing that and realizing that it's not what it, it makes me happy and not what I need in my life. So what are some ways that that men can start to find, I would relate this very much to the space with no demand that you were talking about before, because mm. it was it's funny when you, when you were talking about that, you said that so many men did this was the, the perspective that you came from perhaps the world that you're in. There's so many men, but I see a world. Um, I'm not sure where do you live right now? Uh, Sanford in Brisbane. Oh, you're in Brisbane. Okay, cool. Um, I was just in Bali last year. You kind of has like some Costa Rica trees or some Bali trees. I wasn't sure. Okay. I just had to ask. Um, and I, I'm in, so I guess you're like pretty much in like Western society there. Um, I, I was in, uh, I'm in Canada right now. And a lot of the men, like that's the thing that they need the most is space with no demand. Like that's kind of like the, like my mm. ideal client that I work with a big part of them that I work with my, at least my initial program is getting them to slow down because they're mm. so, even if they're not even working on a purpose or a mission, they're not slowed down up here. Like they feel like they mm. should be doing something and they're just constantly overthinking. So what are some ways men can practically cultivate some space for themselves and then some easy, like just fun, fun exercises that make it self-reinforcing to want to come back to have that space. Mm. For me, everything comes back to nature. Mm. Mm. Like all, all, the, all the answers for me is like around that is nature. Just go back to nature. Go for an hour walk without your phone. Do a sit spot practice where you sit under a tree every single day for an hour, for a month, and become actually remember that we are nature and we are not separate from it. Yeah. And integrate yourself into that environment. Go for a swim in the lake and let the feminine energy just hold you rather than thinking about, you know, where you need to be or what you need to do. Go, you know, look outside your window and watch two birds flying. Watch the clouds and, and see what you can find in the clouds, what images you can find in the clouds. It's that remembering, for me, it's the remembering that we aren't separate from this thing that we call the earth, mother nature. And every time with all my clients, whenever I tell them to go spend time in nature, they immediately slow down. Their nervous system goes from sympathetic state to a parasympathetic state. They start to take big inhales, big exhales. They become really present. They're like, wow, I've never seen that tree that's in my backyard before that's huge and it's got these beautiful gum leaves. I've never seen that koala climbing that tree. Where does that koala come from? Cur getting curious about everything. Nature, getting back to nature. Wow, I, I love that answer. That, that resonates with me a, a lot, a lot. Kind of just reminds me as well how simple this is. It is so simple, man. We complicate so much. It's so simple. You, you know, we don't need we don't need a booklet. We don't need a framework. We don't yeah. need uh, a coaching call. You know, we just we just need to go outside, take our shoes off, 
ground with the earth, get that transfer of electrons into our body, which also reduces inflammation and makes us feel more present. Yes. Take your shirt off, get some sunlight. Sun is electromagnetic uh, energy. It, it it affects its environment. Its environment. It, it creates um, it creates presence and energy within our bodies. For me, that's the answer. Most of my work is done uh, outside, sitting on the grass, just over there, completely naked on my laptop. Yes. Yes. Simple. <laughs> so simple. <laughs> and sometimes um, if I'm doing a podcast where it's really loud outside and there's sometimes people walking past or whatever, then I, you know, then I plug in for an hour of the day and then all this stuff comes off and I go back outside into nature and I immerse myself deeply in that. Dude, I, I vibe with that a lot. Um, uh, my, my girlfriend and I work, she's in Mexico right now and I'm, I'm meeting her there in a couple of weeks. And we're like, we're like one of our main criteria for our place <laughs> Is it has to be private enough, or we can walk around naked, like right around in nature, yes. like right in our place. Like we have to be able to walk around naked. That's the huge criteria for us because it's just yeah. it's so nice and it's freeing and like. Anyway, so um, I definitely vibe with that. She's a lot. beautiful too. I I was watching some of her. I was watching mm -hmm. some of her stuff, and she's she's a beautiful soul. I appreciate that. She is incredible. She's just so incredible. I'm very lucky, man, for sure. Very lucky, man. Um. Well, actually, on the topic of relationship, I'd like to just touch on that actually before um before this podcast finishes, just because you brought it up and you got me in my heart. So now I want to talk about it more. Um, I I'd love to know I'd love to know for you um. Hmm, I'd love to know for you, what's what's the power or the magic of um intimate relationship? Mm. In the last twelve months. It's been, I, I've seen the power of how it supports every other aspect of your life when mm -hmm. you're with someone that you deeply trust and, and you connect so deeply with and they see you for who you are, especially in, in the work that we do. It, it's incredibly nourishing. It's incredibly, uh, it, it, it feels like home when you're in this deep connected intimate relationship and my power to serve becomes way greater when I am, when I'm connected with Odell and I'm, you know, if we have, if we have, if we have some deep, juicy, intimate sex, then my entire week is way easier. I feel so much more in my body. I feel so much more present. I feel so much more alive and, you know, there's, there's a lot of conversations that I have with men around their relationships and the things that they, that they struggle with. And I won't go into like all the wounding and things like that, but I can just see that communication is, is probably the one big thing that they're missing. And is, and mm -hmm. in, in that it's the, the, the ability to communicate openly and honestly about everything, your desires, your childhood a lot of men no doubt have been through some some things we would call like taboo or weird as a child yeah. and a lot of them are really afraid to talk about that or open up to that sort of stuff or even talk about desires with their partner like yes. with odell if if i um if i was to go down the street and i saw this beautiful woman and i was like wow she's so attractive and for some reason i came back home and 
she asked me, how was, how was your day? What did you do? And I was like, oh, I was at the shops and oh my God, I saw the most gorgeous, beautiful woman walking down the street. And all I wanted to do was just have sex with her. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. And I'm like, yeah, she was amazing. You know, and like being open to have conversations like that and talking about desires. Um, I think it just builds this, this amazing, supportive trust. Yes. And, and it's almost like, um, it's almost like when, when you bring all of yourself to a relationship, you've got this overflowing cup that you can then use to serve other parts of your life. I definitely feel that the, the, the cup filling part and, that's so powerful for me. And I think a lot of guys, like uh, there's a client of mine recently, and I've been through this myself as well, where we felt, we felt, I felt guilt for having desires. I felt guilt mm. because I'm with a woman. Like, I, I'm like, am I a bastard? Am I a bad person? Like, and it's like, it's not even like I'm controlling the desire, journaling about it at night and fantasize. It's just like <laughs> the desire is happening, man. I don't know what the fuck yeah. I do here. And um, I would feel guilty for like, like a, like in like a, a reflex desire and it's like i feel like i can't control and it made me feel very helpless mm. at times um mm. so why why should we not feel guilty or why should we accept this or yeah like why should why should if there's a, if there's a man who doesn't feel comfortable to open up about desires with other women while he's with a woman or a man um, either way they, they swing why should we be feel okay about that about having these desires mm. Yeah, it's just natural sexual energy and it's incredibly powerful. So fucking powerful. And when we when we identify it, all we're doing is just taking ownership of it rather than trying to bury it deeper. It's like, oh no, no, don't think that. That's that's a disownment of self. If we're like, oh no, no, I can't think of that, that's bad. I'm a bad person. That's yeah. us disowning a part of us rather than going you know what? I'm going to fucking claim this. I am a attractive man. I am, I've got yeah. testosterone running through my body. I just want to fuck everything. I'm going yeah. to own that. <laughs> and when, we, <laughs> when we own it, <laughs> when we, when we own that, then we can, we can choose what, what we're going to do with it. Doesn't mean we have to act on it, but ownership yeah. means, okay, I can take action towards it. I either, either follow it up or I just leave it as energy running through my body and I circulate that energy to fuel other things in my life. So yeah. if I see a beautiful woman down the street, I might get turned on. I might get, you know, super attracted to her. I come back home. I have a conversation with Odell. I am then super present with her. And then I start connecting and loving up on her. And then we have great intimate sex. And, yes. but I'm not thinking about the other woman. I'm thinking about Odell and I'm present with her body, but the activation yes. might've happened, you know, three hours before down the road yeah just sexual energy being able to circle sexual energy and share it with my partner yes yes i, I love that i love that I'm, I'm all in on that because i i think it's just really living in line with reality like and i i think mm -hmm. like um i i realized in a really simple sentence like i feel like our suffering comes from living out of line with reality like literally mm -hmm. like like just not living as things are and I think that as things are, is like men want to fuck like the entire world, you know? And like, yes. there's like, and that's like, me. that's my, yeah, 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 please, one for me. Yeah. Like, it's like, that, 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 that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's just, 
that there's a drive that's there. So I, I really love that because that with that acceptance, it's like, now I see you as like this sovereign man who has all this energy. Mm. Now he's directing it towards his woman, towards his purpose, towards maybe his health. Like I've been doing um, um, semen retention now. I think I'm on day, like it's just like a 21 day challenge. I'm on maybe day 15 or 16 today. Thank you. Nice. Good and, job, um, man. Oh, that's tough. And dude, my, my, yeah. Well, it's easy for me, easier because my woman's in Mexico. That's actually why I did it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to take advantage of it because I don't know if I was with her, man. It's way harder. 21 days when I'm with that woman is fucking, yeah, impossible to speak. Um, but um, um, since I've been doing it, my my workouts, my strength, it's crazy how much I have like more mm. energy when I'm pushing weight because I just have all this energy built up. So I've definitely had the experience in the last two, couple of weeks that we can really use this energy for anything in our life. And um, so I, I, I love that piece. Um, the last question I would like to ask you is, why is men's work important to you and why do you believe it's important to be if you believe that it's important to be integrated more into society which i would imagine you have a belief some somewhere close to that so why do you, why is it important to you and why is it important to the world yeah i i see i see a lot of the problems that have got us to where we are today uh, residing in men that have these underlying traumas that they uh, feel like they can't share and they're living from a place of fear. And, you know, you could talk about the ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate example of that might be like Donald Trump, the yeah. the man that was never loved as a child and uh, found his worthiness in um, making as much money as possible and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I don't really want to talk about him, but perfect example of how that can can influence the world and i've gone through my own i've gone through my own pain i've i've been in a place of not really being able to walk from from knee and back injuries from the army i've had um i've been so overwhelmed and stressed that i just didn't want to get out of bed for like days i have had moments in my relationship where they were so fucking low. I felt so unseen and so hurt. I ended up, yeah. I ended up self-harming and that was because I just did not feel seen. I just, yeah. the most amount of pain that I have ever experienced in my entire fucking life yeah. and none of it, none of that is necessary. I don't believe any of that is necessary. And so that's where my drive comes from. It's like, hey, brother, mm. I see you. I see what you're going through. Let me help you because you don't have to live like that. Yes. Yeah. And then it kind of takes me back to the, the quote, what man is a man that does not make the world a better place. Brother, I feel that. I honor you, man. And I definitely see you for the amount of depth that you're coming with in your work. Cause I could fucking feel that when you're telling that story, so I honor you for coming with that much emotion and depth. I, I really see that and appreciate that. Um, I, I don't know a, a more beautiful way to end the podcast is just um, amazing way to end. So um, thank you brother for, for taking the time. And um, this is one of my favorite podcasts I've ever recorded. And I, and I don't bullshit there. I really mean, I genuinely have, I've probably done more of like 70 or so of these, maybe, maybe a hundred and um, definitely one of my favorites. So um, I really appreciate your time and your energy and um, where actually, where can people find you if they want to get um, in touch with you and learn about your coaching, learn about um, um, what you're about. They want to consume more of you. They, they vibe with you. Where can they go find you? 
Instagram is the easiest and best place, which is just uh, Keegan.Bizzle. So K-E-A-G-A-N, full stop, B-I-Z-Z-E-L-L. And then I've got a link tree on there where it's a plane flight. Um, <laughs> I've got a link tree on there and that's got, you know, links to my website and, and everything else. Yes. But yeah, just send me a message on Instagram. I'd, I'd love to connect and chat. Beautiful. And if you guys feel the call, um, message him right when you're done this podcast. Like it's easy to kind of feel inspired and let that, you know, wither away. So if you feel inspired, do it in the next two minutes. Don't, don't bullshit yourself. If you feel inspired, take some action, send him a message. Um, thank you, brother. I really appreciate your time. And, um, and thank you everybody for watching or, or listening, depending on where you're consuming this. Um, I hope this was valuable for you. And I would like you to leave a comment if you have a question or if you have something that you just enjoyed about this podcast, um, we'd love to keep connecting with you and keep building this community. So thanks everybody for watching. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks, man. See you guys. That's it. That's a wrap. Thank you for watching or listening to this podcast episode. I hope it was valuable for you because I make these for you. I make these for people that want to transform their life to the next level and hopefully change the culture of masculinity at the same time. If you'd like to learn more about me and my work, you can check the description below and be sure to subscribe to my channel so you don't miss any updates on the next episode that I will release. Thank you so much for watching and until next time, live a life that's true to you.